you ever feel lonely as you go through motherhood? I know I've had my seasons of feeling lonely. It's taken time to find my tribe of women. You know, the ones that will build you up and encourage you when you need it. The, the ones that will give you tough love when you're being a bit too stubborn. Or even the ones that will party it up with you and create some fun together. Finding community is vital as you walk through motherhood. So you don't have to do it alone. Don't try and be a martyr and do it all and be all for everyone without having a support system helping you out. But when I say that, you might be asking, but how do we do it? Our schedules are already packed full. How can we even make the time to find our tribe, the friends that we can do life with, or a mentor to help guide us? Well, today I'm bringing on my friend Alicia to share more about three important things you need to take into consideration as you find your community. Alicia Cohen is the wife to a wonderful husband and the mom of two precious little ones. She is also a business owner and YouTuber. Through her business, Alicia Cohen Designs, she teaches busy moms intentional planning and productivity solutions to increase peace and calm in their lives, focused on what matters most. Alicia built her business based on her own journey of overcoming her overwhelmed and frazzled life, what she calls the hamster wheel marathon, and we all know I like a marathon, and now teaches the methods that she discovered and also uses them personally and teaches them to other women. So I'm excited. Let's dive in and chat about sinking your season in regard to finding your tribe. Hey mama, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe, and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up, and I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey, Alicia. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me on Gold Driven Moms. Hey, Gabe. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited because I'm excited about this topic. Um, I love what you do. And so before we get into it, I would just love for you to share a little bit about you so we can get to know you better. Yeah, sure. So I know you guys just heard like in the intro all about me formally. So I'll just tell you like some fun things that I'm excited about right now. So it's we're recording this and it's summer and I know you guys are listening to it and it's summertime. Well, at least where we are in the US. And something that I'm like super excited about is so we have a four and a half year old 
And she, we also have a two and a half year old, but the four and a half year old, she is super into riding her balance bike right now. And she has gotten really good at it. And it's so fun to like watch her zooming and gliding along on her little balance bike. But anyway, she's gotten so good at it that I want to get myself a scooter. I'm so, I'm so excited. Like, I'm like, I'm going to get a scooter for adults. And like, I'm like, yeah. And she has a scooter too, for like a little kid scooter. And like, I watch her and I'm like, that looks like a lot of fun. I want a scooter for me. And so I thought, I'm sure they sell scooters for adults. And I know I see adults on electric scooters and stuff and that's cool. And maybe I'll get one, but I also like want it to be one that I get some exercise when I'm doing it too. And then she can go zooming along on her little balance bike and maybe I can go with her on my scooter. So that's something about me that I'm super excited about. Unfortunately, right now, we can't get our two and a half year old son to wear his helmet. He just is not about it at all. So we wanted him to, you know, do balance biking too and have fun with that and get a scooter and whatever, but he just, he just won't wear his helmet. So we're like, all right, well, whenever you're ready to wear your helmet, then you can join in on this fun. But for now, I'm excited about getting a scooter. So hopefully my daughter and I can go, you know, zooming, zooming around together. So that's like a little fun fact about me right now, or something that I'm looking forward to and excited about is getting this scooter (laughs) for myself. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I think that your son will be very jealous when he sees you and your daughter scooting around. So maybe that'll get him to push it. I hope so. Because, you know, we also, we not, not all that long ago, we moved to a new neighborhood and this neighborhood is amazing that it has biking trails and walking trails. And so we have bikes and we even got a trailer to attach to our bike so we could pull the kids along. But again, you're supposed to wear the helmet in the trailer and we can't even go for family bike rides because he won't wear the helmet, stinking helmet. (laughs) So yeah, anyway, someday we'll all be safe together and, and zooming around. But yeah, I hope, I hope the scooter like inspires him to to get on board with the helmet thing. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's gotta be yeah. his choice, right? That's just the way it's right, exactly. Are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. He also, so. you know, he he doesn't like to wear hats. Like in the winter, he doesn't want to wear hats. For doing biking, he doesn't want to wear a helmet. So it's like, all right, well, whenever you're ready, you're ready. Like, that's cool. <laughs> yep, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So this is great. And I love mm. that you were saying you are in a community now that has trails and just oh. so much fun around. And that's like perfect because what we're talking about today is community and yeah. really community in the season we're in, which I know for me, seasons change year by year, you know, wherever I am in motherhood or in life. And one thing that I think about is how important relationships are for women. Like we are nurturers oh, yeah. by nature and we want those relationships. But a lot of times when we become moms, we forget that that's a, a need of ours, that it's something that we really need to figure out uh, because otherwise we really do it alone. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about why you think that moms need community. Yeah. I mean, you kind of just introed it so beautifully there. It just, I mean, I almost think about like, why or how could moms not need community? It's just, whether it's for fun, for support, for being able to bounce ideas, 
uh, you know, a sounding board. Um, and I just, I uh, just, I think community is so important. And I know, um, I know this is a faith-based show, a faith-based podcast. And I also just think about too, how God talks about, you know, we're not meant to do it alone. Right. And I'm not a, like, I'm not an exceptionally great Bible quoter. I just, I know it's in there somewhere. So I can't tell you where <laughs> I can't tell you what book or what chapter, but I just, I know that that we're we're meant to have community god god wants that god wants that for us and so it's just it's important to not feel alone because sometimes stuff in motherhood it can be kind of it makes you feel bananas and so it's just nice to kind of run your bananas by someone else's bananas and be like hey does this drive you bananas too or you know does, does this happen with you guys or have you run into this and what have you done or hey i'm feeling lonely can you know can we get together or hey i want to do something fun can we get together you know just having that that support that fellowship that friendship it's i just think and I know you were saying this too, it's just so important. It's so important for us as, as moms, as women, as humans, that, that's just, that's just what I, you know, I strongly feel because when, when we don't have it, like we can do okay, you know, we can do all right. But I really think regardless of whether you're a super social person or not, extrovert, introvert, whatever. I, I just, I really think that we all need that small scale, big scale, something just to, just to have that be feeding us and filling us and supporting us. It's just, it's just so important. I, you know, that's what I say. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I come from like, when I was growing up, I was such a tomboy. And when I was in college, I mean, I had all guy friends, like that was oh. just the way it was. And then I got married and I'm like, I don't have any guy friends anymore and I don't have any girlfriends. So what do you do? And uh, I just was in that season of not, I always had lots of friends. I mean, I had girlfriends, but it was just like, it was so different when you move through from being super single and in college to being married and your relationships change. And yes. then you're like, okay, what do I want in a relationship? And, and what should this look like in my friendships? And then, and then you have kids and it changes again because your married friends who don't have kids don't aren't in the same season as you and they're right. not and they don't understand that you have to get home by seven o'clock because your kids need to go to bed and right. you know just right. all the things that happen and so I know for me community has changed over the years and I really have been able to find my tribes in different seasons and I do have some lifelong friends now that have only been lifelong since I had my oldest, but I mean, they're mm. four, four, 14 year friends. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would love to hear a little bit about what community has looked like for you over the years and how it's changed in different seasons of life. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's cool that you were just talking about, you know, being in college or single or, you know, married without kids, all, all these different times. So I think back to college and I had a great community in college. Um, and, you know, this, this isn't mom friends community. This is just college community. Oh, it was awesome. My college experience was just so amazing, filled with amazing people, amazing friendships. It was, it was awesome. And actually kind of related to this is also looking at the journey of my extrovertedness 
uh, so I so I'm an extrovert. However, in college, I was a super extrovert, and I I wanted to have lots of social interactions, lots of friends, lots of deep friendships, lots of more just acquaintance friendships, just all all social all the time, doing all the activities, social butterfly, meeting people, right? So that was that was my introvert extrovert kind of side of myself and community in college. And then I graduated and my whole world felt like it was turned upside down and taken away from me. And I had such a, so then talking about like season and, and such, well, I moved into this season of, well, wait a second, what happened to my community? Where did it go? I graduated and I lost it. And I honestly, it has, it has been, or had, you know, becoming a mom can in some ways give you automatic community or a very easy way to start. It's not, it's not necessarily automatic and easy. You still have to search for it and like be intentional about it. But for me, the time between college and then motherhood, there was a lot of struggle in between there of trying to figure out how do I make friends as an adult, as a single adult, or then as like a dating adult, and then as a married adult, it was just, it was really tricky. It was really tricky to figure out. So community, community was hard after college. Um, and it, it took definitely, it took work and being intentional of trying to join activities and figure out ways to meet people. Cause unfortunately for me, um, during that time. So, so right now I'm a stay at home mom. I, I don't go to work to work at a job and have coworkers quite in that way. But even when I did, even when I used to go to a job and have coworkers, that was never a really great place for me to find. Unfortunately, like I tried, I tried to find friends at work, but it never really happened for me. So that was really frustrating because I spent so much time at work and yet I wasn't really finding community there. So I had to do other activities and try to join groups and communities outside of work, but it was just, it was really hard. It was hard to go from having this amazing college experience with this amazing community to then feeling like, well, wait, what happened? Well, then fast forward to motherhood. And again, the introverted extroverted thing now, all these years later, I'm finding that I'm not the super extrovert that I used to be. And just for people listening, like to clarify, when I talk about introvert and extrovert, I'm not talking about outgoing versus shy. Yes, that can be a component of, of extroversion and introversion. I'm more so talking about where do you feel fed? Where do you feel energized? Do you feel energized by being around people and being in conversation and having those social interactions or do you feel energized by taking that alone time taking that you know time for yourself to recharge also how do you process do you process externally by talking things out and you need that sounding board or do you process internally and you can have a problem and just ponder it and think about it to yourself and come up with a solution that way so i just wanted to clarify that there's more to introversion and extroversion that i'm talking about here than just being being social or being outgoing or 
or not. Um, but now as a mom, it's so interesting to me that I find that my super extroversion has been like kind of scooching its way towards more this, like it, the term is ambivert where you're both, <laughs> you're sort of both. Um, I know I'm still more on the extroverted side and I probably always will be, but I do find myself having more introverted tendencies or mm, desires than I used to. Um, in college for sure. So that that has been very interesting to me and, and certainly related to then how I approach community. Um, so now in motherhood, and I know we'll get into this uh, probably a whole bunch more in our conversation here, but now in motherhood, community is interesting and, um, and it's evolving and how I pursue it and what that looks like is is definitely a, a discovery process for sure. Um, but yeah, such an interest, such an interesting question to think about how the different seasons that I've gone through in community and, and what it's looked like. And then also how introversion and extroversion has kind of naturally been a part of that. Mm -hmm. And I can totally relate to that because I was yeah. the party girl, like extrovert all the way. I need to be around people 24 seven. And now I am more of that ambivert as well, where like mm. I still feed off people. Like I love the social scene, but I always tell people I can only do one thing a day. <laughs> like it's it's one thing and then I need some time. And I don't know if it's just because getting into motherhood because you're around your kids 24 seven. I don't know, but I like my alone time now, which I used to hate. And so I can totally relate to that. It's interesting yeah. how those seasons change too. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. very interesting. No, that's, that's so cool. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's nice to hear. It's like, oh, someone else, <laughs> someone else is experiencing that too. Not just me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love, I can, I can be at a good party, like hang out with friends and all that stuff. I hate crowds though. I really do. Um, yeah. So I don't like a state fair. No, thank you. But mm -hmm. I also can go into the mountains by myself, hiking Pikes Peak and be totally fine. Like solitude yeah. all the way. But anyway, yeah, yeah. so I want to get into this, like three different things that we should consider as we're trying to find our tribe, as we're building community. And um, one of the things that I'd love to talk about is um, maybe where we currently are in life. So that's probably a factor. So can you dig a little bit deeper into that? Yeah, sure. So yeah, when it comes to finding our tribe, finding our community, it's not just something that well, what I recommend, don't just wake up one morning and like, well, today's the day I'm gonna go find myself some community, right? Like, okay, that, that's, a, that's a noble pursuit, but it's only gonna get you so far before you probably find yourself frustrated because there's like a little, little bit to consider before like going for it. So the first thing here is really looking at, well, what I know we're talking about season, season and community, right? So, but what is your season and not just the season of your community, but what is the current season of your life that you're in? And yes, of course, winter, spring, summer, fall can play into what our personal season looks like, but what I'm talking about here, like I just said, personal season, right? So what is personally going on for you in yourself with your, with your spouse, with your kids, with commitments, with work or not working. So are you 
pregnant? Do you have a toddler? Do you have one kid or two kids or five kids? Are your kids school-aged or teenagers? Are you an empty nester? Right, so much to consider there. Are you working and it's busy season or light season? Are you a stay-at-home mom? Do you have a side gig? What's going on? Just so many things that can comprise our season. Do you have health conditions? Are you coming off of an injury? And I know that you talk, I know that you know lots about that one, that one, Gabe. Um, and, you know, maybe are you recovering from surgery or just even with your kids, do you have, and again, I feel like I'm like, oh, this one really relates, I know, to Gabe and her seasons too. Do you have a competitive sports kid? And whether it's tournament soccer or I know gymnastics and just what are the different seasons there where things are more intense, less intense, and just looking at what's going on for you, what's on your plate, what's taking your time, what's taking your energy, just what's going on because by getting really clear on whatever is going on in your season, that will inform community, among other things, of course, but for the purpose of this conversation, we're talking about community. And I think it's just so important to start there and take a look at what's going on in your season because that, like I said, it's just, it's going to, it's going to, it's like a domino or a domino effect, right? First you look at your season and then when you are clear on that, then all the other dominoes can fall into place. But if you, if you didn't take a look at that one first, uh, it just makes things less effective. I feel. And so I'm super huge on season-based living. That's kind of, that's kind of my thing. So for community too, look at what, what kind of season you're in and what you have going on, what's important to you, what is on your plate that you like having on your plate, what's on your plate that you don't like having on your plate, uh, what may, what changes maybe you want to be making. There, there are so many great questions to ponder and think about and just get clear on to really to really zero in on this on your whatever your current personal season is and then use that information to move forward Mm -hmm. and as you were talking I was kind of thinking about that too like what season am I in you know and like you Mm -hmm. said I have a competitive gymnast Um, I also have a teenager in my house and Uh it's, I don't know how to raise a teenager. I never have before. So (laughs) I'm, I'm in that season. So it's almost like once you know where you are, you can kind of figure out what community you want, like, what is it that you want? And for me, I've known that I, I now long, like, I, I, I think I did okay when they were in diapers and whatnot, I had friends, we were all going through, you know, mops is a wonderful, I I was a part of mops for a long time, mothers of preschoolers, it met me where I was. And there are so many communities for all the when you're in the young stages. But when you move into like the teenager stage, I feel like they forget about us. And I'm like, Mm. I need help. I can't Mm. do this alone. And I feel like I feel like I'm so alone, because I'll all of a sudden go, oh my goodness, my, my son's struggling with this right now. And he's dealing with this and I, he won't talk to me. And, and, but um, then when I go talk to somebody who has a teenager, they're like, oh my gosh, that's the same thing I'm dealing with. And you go, yeah. you, you realize you're not alone. And that's when community matters. Right. Yeah. But for me, I need that. That's what I'm looking for. I'm searching for someone who's been there, like more of a mentor, but mm. also those who can like 
I can lean on and cry with because we're going through the same thing. And I know um, that's that's so important to know kind of what, what do you need in the moment, right? And that could look different per season too. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, what, what you need. And and again, that comes to that back to that introvert extrovert dichotomy of where are you with that? And I know in the beginning of our conversation, I said, even if you're an introvert, I still believe that everyone needs at least a little bit of community. We all need, even if it's like you got just one friend and that one friend is your community, you still, you know, I feel, I mean, I'm not going to say always, because maybe there's someone out there who just plain old doesn't, but for the majority, 99.999% of us, we need at least something. Um, and, and getting clear on those needs as part of the season too, like you were just saying, yeah, that, that matters. That's important for what, what we need in terms of, uh, are we feeling like we have a big need for a lot of social, a lot of people, a lot of interaction, or maybe not, and maybe a little bit, but so we have more time for that quiet time, or like you're saying, a very specific need. I have, a, you know, you're saying, I have a teenager, I need community, My, I have a need to get support and, and a sounding board and other people who get it for that part. So yeah, for sure, needs are definitely important to consider as we are thinking about seasons, as we're thinking about community, definitely what do we need when it comes to community? How often, what does it look like? What do we want it to look like? Wish it would look like? Mm, Yeah. Yep. Frequency, duration, you just so, so much. It's, It's so getting clear on the season, but then also getting clear on the needs for the community as it relates to or is kind of informed by the personal season that we're currently in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I love you were touching a little bit earlier on uh, the time capacity and your energy. And so what do you have to give? And I think sometimes we just feel like we have so much on our plate that adding another thing, even though it would be helpful, is hard. So how do we um, decipher what is our time capacity? What is our energy capacity? Like, how do we bring that into finding our tribe? Yeah, that's important, time and energy. And that's important too for looking at the season because part of what we want to discover in looking at our current personal season is what kind of time capacity and energy capacity do we have? And through doing the reflection and kind of taking inventory of what's going on, what's on our plate, what's important to us, then we can kind of see, oh, and and by see, I when I talk about doing this sort of season-based work, I do recommend people do some reflecting by writing out, writing it out. And and so I recommend that you write it out because when you see it on paper, then it's kind of staring back at you like, oh my goodness, look at all that I have on my plate currently. No wonder I'm exhausted. No wonder I don't have time for X, Y, Z because I have all these commitments or all of these responsibilities, all these things that are important to me. Well, part of season-based living is getting clear on your season, but then also saying, okay, well, 
this is the season I'm in. Am I okay with that? Are there things that I want to, sometimes there are things in the season and we just, we just live through it and, and it's going to end. But sometimes there are things that are part of our season, part of our life right now. And maybe they need, maybe they got to go <laughs> kind of, you know, they're, they're sucking up time, sucking up energy, but they're not life-giving. And, and sometimes we have to make those calls. And if we're looking at, well, you were saying, well, how do we, you know, what, how do we do that with our time and our energy? How do we do that? Well, the way that we do that is maybe something else has to go. And the way that we do that is by getting clear on our season and seeing, oh, you know what? I have these 17 things on my plate, but I don't want all those on my plate. And maybe I need to start deleting some things off of my plate, delegating some things off of my plate, or just getting creative and reworking it in a different way so that there is that time and there is that energy for the things that matter most. And, you know, as we're talking about here today, community, which I think is part of what matters most. And I talk about focusing on what matters most. And of course, a big part of that for me, at least is, you know, focusing on my relationship with my husband and my kids and taking good care of myself. But also part of what matters most to me is community, my, my friendships and, and nurturing those as well. So the way that that's possible is by taking a good, honest look at our season and then what is going on for us with our time and our energy and where do we maybe need to make some tough calls or do some courageous decision-making in terms of doing some delegating or letting some things go. It's, it's just, it's part of it. It's like, you can't have, I, it sound, maybe it sounds negative to say, but I don't mean it to be negative, but you can't have both. And that's part of season-based living, right? You can get clear on your season and say, okay, here's my season. And my season is full of stuff that's driving me nuts, but okay, I'm going to live with it. Well, if you're, if you're choosing that, cool. Be aware, mindful, intentional that you're choosing that. And in choosing that, you are then also not choosing 17 other things. It's like you, you can't have it both. You can't have it both ways. If you want to let go of some of those things that are driving you nuts to make some breathing room and some space for those other things that maybe you would like to have more time, more energy, more whatever, more community, then cool. I always say, just be intentional about, okay, well, this is my season and I am either choosing to keep being in this season, even if I don't like it, or I'm choosing to make some switches. Mm -hmm. And I always, of course, recommend to make some switches <laughs> so that you're living in it. You're, you've got your season, but you're also able to live in it and through it in a way that feels good to you and life-giving to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that because as I'm, I'm just thinking about that and the things that I've let go of, because I was in a season of, well, I'm always in a season of busy, if you want to quote that, but it, like you said, it's a choice. Like you choose what's what, what you're going to add to your plate and you prioritize that way. Right. And so I had to realize that I don't have to say yes to my kids all the time. Right. Because they want to go hang out with their friends. I'm in a season where I have older kids, so they want to be with their friends all the time, or they want to, well, I've got three of them. If they all want to do something all the time, then I one am driving way too much. Cause I already am driving way too much. 
But then I'm also saying no to well, family time. I'm also saying no to me being able to do something. And I know for their sake, I need to be able to do something sometimes. So I had to be willing to say no to them. And that's hard. It's hard to say no yeah. to your kids. Yeah. And so knowing what we can take off our plate like that. I mean, we just we just had a big family meeting the other day. And one of the things was, we're going to talk about when our family night's going to be. And that night, if you have friends who want to do something, you can already tell them no, because you already know it's family night, because yeah. that's something we want to prioritize. Um, and I feel like we should be able to do that for our friendships as well, because that is what fills us up so that yeah. we can go about our life our, our you know, and be productive and uh, be the mom that we want to be and you know, be the wife we want to be and all the things. And so I would love to just talk a little bit about ideas you have for finding the community. Cause I know it's different. Like when we were in college, it was like, there were so many different people right there and you could find oh, yeah. those people. But, um, and you know, I think when, even when you're in high school, you're, or whatever, when you're, the kids are in school, they're with these certain people. And so they're stuck with them and they have to kind of like coworkers, right? So when you're in a job, you're with these people, but it's forced being with these people. So you might not have anything in common, but it's, I feel like it's so hard as adults to go find the people. Cause it's like, you're not in these, unless you're at work, you're not in these situations and even like, okay, I'm at with my kids events. Now I have met, met some good friends there. But it's still, I mean, how do you find, how do you find your tribe? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so, it's so tricky. And I want to talk about that. And also to comment on something that you were just saying too, with saying no to your kids and that whole thing. I like to talk about this concept of choosing between good and good. Mm -hmm. And just because a fun opportunity, a good opportunity, an interesting opportunity, whatever, comes your way, comes your kid's way, doesn't mean that you have to, need to say yes to it. Just because it's good doesn't mean that it needs to be on your plate. And so I talk about that it's important to choose between good and good so that, you, well, because really the really the question here is you're actually choosing between good and good and good. And the third good is your sanity. And so maybe you can choose that your child has hangs out with a friend or takes up a new activity or your sanity. Well, I really hope you don't say no to your sanity, right? So if you're if you can only say yes to two of the three things and you got to choose between good and good and good and you can only have two, sorry, you know, sorry child. And it's hard, right? It's hard, like you said, to say no. And it's so important. And even for ourselves too, right? Like you could choose between taking up yoga, joining book club, or your sanity. And maybe book club and yoga don't both fit right now in this season. Well, if you choose both, then just be aware that you're saying no to your poor sanity. So it's important to say, I feel to say yes to your sanity and then pick between good and good. Yoga is good. Book club is good but our sanity is good and super important. And so, yeah, it's, it's tough to make those decisions. And I know that people talk about when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something or many somethings else. Um, and so just to keep that in mind, as we are also taking a look at our season, taking a look at what's on our plate, taking a look at time and energy and community in all of this. 
But now just to bring myself back to your question, your question was ideas, right? Mm -hmm. For, for community. Yeah. So that is, that is tricky. Um, for, yeah, I, I mean, what you said about teenagers, that, that is really tricky for, you know, well, then you, you lost mops. Mops is for mothers and people, you know, Gabe said it already, but mops is mothers of preschoolers. It's something that I recommend. So if you are in this, the season of life where you have little ones, I recommend mops or finding some mother motherhood group. There are, there mops is a, a great one, a big one. It's a Christian based motherhood organization. They have local chapters. They're an international organization and they have local chapters. And that is something that Gabe said she's done. That's something that I am currently a part of and do. And it's just, it's a really great way to find like-minded, similar stage and season of life, other moms, other, other women to make friendships with. So mops is definitely a good one. And then actually mops, and I don't know too much about this one because I'm not in this one next, but after the regular mops, they have something called, I think mops next. And that's, are you familiar with that one, Gabe? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, but I think that's for elementary age. I think it can go up to high school, I believe, but yeah, oh. it's for anyone who doesn't have, you know, they've graduated all their kids out of kindergarten. Or oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you actually ever looked into that one or done anything with that one? I was a part of one for a little bit in, but the thing was season changed and I got, there was too much on my plate. I couldn't add it oh, in, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kids get okay. older and they got activities and you got, you know, and then I was homeschooling and it just yeah. became a lot to do. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, that makes sense. Well, well, I guess then I feel a little bit better because I don't know that much about Mops Next, but for someone out there listening who's saying, well, Alicia, I have school-age kids or teenage, so Mops is for moms who have kids five, birth to five. Well, then what do you do when your kid is six? Well, there's mops next, but that's good to know it goes up to teenagers because if if you're a mom and you're listening, you're like, well, I, I want I want a mom's group, but I can't do mops. Well, then look into mops next. And mops also has online groups. And so if it's just too hard, and actually this is something I'm considering for myself, if it's just the season for you where it's kind of hard to get somewhere and get get out of the house, well, consider joining one of the mops groups that meets online so that that's an option so so some sort of mom's group right so that's where I was saying when I when I was in college and you have that automatic community and then you graduate and then it's like well hold on where do I find my people fortunately once you become a mom this new world opens up of mom's groups which is so fantastic and I think important to take take advantage of otherwise other ideas like get creative right so can you join something or participate in something volunteer for something or even your kids activities can you get creative and try to find yourself um, a friend a buddy you know some someone else through that and now maybe you say though, but Alicia, I don't like to put myself out there. I don't like to, you know, be the first one. And that's hard. 
and that's okay. And just be aware of that and see if you can challenge yourself just one time to go, you know, put away your phone instead of just while you're waiting for your kid to do your activity and you're just scrolling on your phone the whole time, maybe put away your phone and go stand next to someone else who's alone and scrolling on her phone and just say, Hey, you know what? And I, I don't know, ask some question like, Oh, how long has your kid been doing soccer, gymnastics, you know, whatever, and try to just strike up a conversation and see, see how that goes, right? Kind of use, use where you are, if you can, you know, and put, take, take a little risk, put yourself out there. What, what's the worst that's going to happen? It, it's not even like you're asking her to come be your friend or go out for coffee. You're just trying to start up a conversation. If it's awkward, then excuse yourself to the bathroom or something, you know, like you don't have to stay there in an awkward conversation, but maybe it's not, not awkward. And then maybe you find a new friend. Um, the other thing that I really like for motherhood or life in general, or especially when, you know, you've got a lot going on with driving here, driving there, lots on your plate. I really like Marco Polo and similar to Marco Polo. So for people who don't know, Marco Polo is kind of like text messaging, but with videos. And so you record a selfie video of yourself saying something and you send it to your friend and then she listens to it and then she records something and sends it back to you. You can do a similar thing with Voxer. Voxer is also like text messaging, except with, well, in actually, and Voxer, you can actually type back and forth, but the beauty of Voxer is it's designed to do audio messages, just audio, not video audio messages back and forth. So those are some options too. If you want to take a look at, you know what? I have some friends. It's hard for us to get together, but I have people that I really love and care about in my life, or maybe friends that have kind of fizzled out, not because the friendship fizzled out, but just because it's been challenging to get together or stay in touch frequently. Well, I find that these, you know, these great, tools, apps, technology. Yeah. Sometimes it can be, uh, it can suck us in and suck our time, but also sometimes it can be a really positive thing. And so for me personally, I currently have a good friend who lives not super close, but not super far, but it's just really hard to get together with her. Well, what do we do to maintain our friendship? We use Marco Polo and it's awesome. And I feel like I see her face. I hear her voice. I can like hear what she's up to in her life with her kids. And honestly, it allows us to, you know, we used to get together before she's been a longtime friend. So before we, before we had kids, before we were married, we used to, you know, actually get together in person. Well now, and, and we lived very close, like in neighboring towns. Well, now we live in neighboring states. So yeah, we can still get together, but it's not as easy. But oh my goodness, thank goodness for Marco Polo because she's one of my really good friends and it's because of Marco Polo. So I would encourage people too to kind of think outside the box. Yes, getting, in, getting together in person is important or could be important to you, but also maybe just doing the the virtual thing more and, and feeding yourself that way, because it's what works for your energy level. It's what works for your time, whatever. Uh, that could be a really important thing to 
consider as well. So there are a lot of different ways to kind of get creative and just look for, I mean, I could, I could keep, you know, talking about different ways, but I feel like those are three really, you know, good way, good ways to kind of get started. Use utilizing mom's groups, utilizing kind of where you're at. Are you on a volunteer committee? Are you going around to your kids' activities? And can you kind of try to get yourself engaged where, where you are? And then also taking a look at things like Marco Polo and Voxer and things like that to make use of either new friends that you're making and connecting more with those people outside of the times you see them in person or taking existing friends that you have and deepening those relationships or rekindling those relationships or whatever through the use of things like Marco Polo and Voxer. So those are at least three. There are, there are more, but I feel like we could just, you know, talk for, talk for hours about this if I keep giving more ideas, but hopefully I don't, I don't, I'm curious to hear too, what you think Gabe and ideas that you have, but hopefully at least those three can get people started with getting and building community into their life. I love those ideas. I think they're so great. Um, and Marco Polo is a great option. I use Boxer a lot. And a couple of things I like to do, I actually, when I'm running, so if you're a runner, you could do this. I actually talk to my old neighbor runner friend that I miss that lives in Minnesota. And we run together and talk on, you know, hair, hair, talk on the phone. And it's great. Our run goes really quickly. It's like she's talking right next to me. Um, so I'll get to do some of that stuff. I also have a friend who moved to That's Indiana. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that I I I love that idea. That's really that's really cool. I personally don't talk on the phone that often, but if I were, that's that's a really great idea mm-hmm. to kind of make a a running buddy or an exercise buddy. No, I I love yeah. that idea. That's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, and if I'm driving, sometimes I'll chat with someone that I'm like, yeah. oh, I should I should call this person. You know, those are the best times for me to talk because otherwise I'm just I'm working or homeschooling or you know things like that. So wanting to be yeah. present where I am. But that, and then also, um, I love, I mean, I love that you just say, just go stand by someone. Cause actually that happened to me the other day at gymnastics. I would, my littlest is on pre-team now, um, for gymnastics. And he had like, he was the one who was like, tell it in his question, when are we going to do high bar? We never do high bar. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I like say this to this gal sitting next to me. I'm like, oh, that's my kid. And, <laughs> and we struck up a conversation and lo and behold, we're both from Minnesota area. And my husband actually knows her brothers who wrestled when what? he was coaching. It's like crazy. I mean, like yeah. the, the small world in the thin thread. Right. But it yeah. all started with my little one saying something. And I was just like, oh, seriously, that's my kid, you know? Um, but there was one other thing I was going to share. Oh, and then just like, I do have like some phone dates. So a couple of people that a couple of good friends I had, because I moved from Minnesota, I didn't have a big connection here. So we set up this time. One of them I talked to once a month, one I talked to every Wednesday, but it's kind of been our thing. And it's like, I stay connected and it's really cool to have that. Um, Granted, I'm looking for connections here as well and kind of building that. It does take time, yes. but um, putting yourself out there is a big one. And sometimes even just putting yourself out there by just standing there next to the person, they they might be extroverted and might just say something to you, you know, just let right. it be. So, or, um, yeah, yeah. Or they might be introverted, but still seeking social connections and be super appreciative 
that you you took that initiative mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure actually something that you're saying is or what you just said is making me think of too something else that's important to think about are just expectations um and and doing some reflecting and maybe catching yourself you might have some blind spots about and a blind spot being like you know you don't see it but maybe upon some doing some reflection you can start to kind of bring it into what you're seeing and so what I'm what I'm thinking about here is so for myself in college super great community right we talked about that I carried that expectation for a long time into adulthood expecting that I could recreate that expecting that I could find that again somehow that I would have this group and we would be awesome friends and that it would look like college, but just not in college anymore. And what I had to think about and realize is, oh, no, it looks different and that's important and that's okay. And to live into that and own that and get aware of that and work with that. And so in motherhood, the expectation of, hmm, I might need to put myself out there more than I thought, or hmm, I might need to be creative in having these phone dates or these running dates where we chat or using Marco Polo. And it's not what I thought it was going to look like, but it can still be giving me community or at least part of what I need. Cause you're talking about, you know, you're having these phone dates and I'm talking about doing a virtual mops group or Marco Polo Voxer phone dates, whatever, right? That's great. And in-person is important too. Takes more work, takes more effort trying to figure that out. But maybe at least these two pieces, the not in-person and the in-person, we can kind of be developing those. And maybe one is easier than the other, depending on what's going on. But just being having that awareness and those expectations around what does it look like and what am I thinking that it quote unquote should look like, but then maybe taking away the should and looking at, well, what actually is or what would be helpful or what do I wish for? What do I want to create? And then just doing that instead of chasing some sort of expectation that no longer matches the, the season of life that you're in or the stage that you're in. So I was just, I was thinking about that as you were talking and how that's a really important thing to get clear on as we are doing this. And then also getting clear on, you know, how maybe we want to be, or, or it would be helpful for us to be creative in our, in our approach um, of these clarified or, you know, brought into awareness expectations that, maybe, you know, we've been carrying around and, and we don't, don't even know it. <laughs> no, we don't even know it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that can, yeah, I was just like, oh, oh, I want to, I want to throw that in there for the, for everyone out there listening, because certainly if you're, if you're trying to force community in motherhood to be a certain way, based on whatever, based on your past, based on what you see on social media, based on whatever concept you have, hold on, like maybe completely scratch those thoughts and just look at, well, what actually, what actually 
is or what what's possible what do I want and and then just rebuilding the expectations as opposed to like I said perhaps trying to live into some expectation that just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. I, I love that yeah 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 expectations are so important like forget about them sometimes or create new ones like have new what is it that you're looking for? What can you do? And so if you have this nudge, maybe as we were talking about some different ideas, maybe you had a nudge of, oh my goodness, this is someone I haven't connected with in a while or someone I, that's really important to me. Think about how can you connect? Because there's so many different ways, especially with technology. How can you connect with them? Reach out to them you know, and take that first step and take that leap. I know it takes trust. It takes vulnerability to build these relationships, but it's so important for us to do that. And it becomes this deep, um, friendship that you can do life together and like literally do. I mean, in, when I was in high school, I thought I was going to have my high school friends forever. I don't really talk to anyone from high school anymore. I don't really talk to anyone from college, but these other friendships, I mean, like I said, I have these friends, my, my trio that's in Minnesota. So we get together when we get there, we talk on zoom every once in a while, we'll chat, you know, on text, but, um, they've been my friends for 14 years. That's a long time to have a friendship. And I see that going forever. And so it's really cool and make sure to take hold of that and really prioritize community because it's important. I know we do need to wrap up here, but one thing I wanted to talk about is you do have a a workbook that um, I'm going to link in the show notes, but it really comes together because what you talk a lot about syncing your season, not just in community, but really in Um, helping moms to center, you know, figure out the calendar, figure out how do I be productive? Like, and, and how do I do that in the, in the part of life I'm in? Cause I think a lot of times we forget to think about um, what am I, what, what capacity do I have and how can I make that work in my life? You know, how can I make my season tick? So can you share a little bit about um, the workbook? Yeah, for sure. So, so I call it sync your season and it's part of my overall so i i have a group coaching program and a big part of the group coaching program the first module is all about sync your season however for people who are like well i don't know do i want to do group coaching i don't know right so i have this mini workbook this freebie that you guys can take advantage of to start getting your feet wet with syncing your season so it's an 11 page just little mini workbook that you can download, print out, and then take a little time and do some reflecting with these questions that I've laid out for you. They're, some of them are straight out of my, my coaching program. And I just, but the, but the mini workbook, it will kind of take you on a mini journey of starting to look at your season. And like I said, just starting to get a taste for it. So you answer the questions, do some reflecting, and then at the end, kind of make, make some decisions and think about what's possible. So I say like, if you're interested and this sounds cool, like, oh, season-based living, like that, that sounds interesting. That's cool. Like I want to get into that, but I don't really know how, where do I start? My mini workbook can kind of start getting you, getting you going um, to just see what you think about it and, and see what you can uncover and what insights you can have and realizations you can have for yourself. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it. And, um, you know, part of that is creating this power up your productivity program that you have and how we met. It's so fun because actually Alicia is a coaching client of mine. I've been able to coach her in her business and it's been so fun. It's been a great journey. Um, She's been with me for 
over six months now, I, we've been working together and she created this program um, to help encourage you guys in sinking your season and really um, taking a hold of your motherhood and your life and structuring it and figuring out what works for you. So can you share a little bit about what, this is a little plug, you know, for the coaching, but could you share a little bit about what coaching has been like for you? How did it help you as you created your program or just, you know, figuring things out for yourself? Yeah, for sure. And in case that's not clear. So the the group coaching program, Power Up Your Productivity, we do sync your season and we also look at how to do productivity effectively and how to focus on what matters most, do planning intentionally and do all of that to just make life and motherhood really work and work for you in a way that you feel good about. Now, this, this program I created while working with Gabe as my coach. Now, Gabe is my business coach, but she also is just way more she's she's just awesome (laughs) if you guys have not worked with Gabe as a coach she is phenomenal she's phenomenal as a business coach and her business knowledge but also for those of you out there you're like but I I don't have a business like what so I don't need coaching with Gabe no you do because and here's why because she doesn't just she doesn't just do business coaching she also does just regular personal goal-setting life coaching and helping you. And what I really love about working with Gabe, aside from the business piece of it, is that when I'm saying, oh my goodness, what do I do next? I want to do these these a million things, but wait, what's what's most important? Or what's going to make a difference? Or where do I need to focus next? Gabe helps in a big way, wade through all of that and say, yeah, let's do this one. Let's put this one to the side and come back to it. Let's do that one. Mm, This one, maybe in a year from now. Okay. Now here's your path. And then I start down my path and then I think, Ooh, wait, what am I doing? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. And Gabe, Gabe like refocuses me, redirects me, helps me map out what I need to do next, the goals, the little steps, just, Oh, it's just so amazing to have the the sounding board the accountability the the plan uh, the plan has been so so huge just knowing what step to take next now again this is in my business but she also it's like business but it's also just life and so if you have not taken advantage of this gem you need to <laughs> run do not walk <laughs> to get yourself coaching with Gabe because she is just she's she's that fantastic and she also really cares she just she really cares and I I just I, yeah I'm, I'm like I I could go on all day I could go on all day Gabe but I should stop myself but but I love it people people listening do yourself a favor and do do coaching with Gabe because it just her knowledge her insights her way to get you structured and moving in the right direction, but then her caring and her heart. And it's just, it's just, if you were looking for like the whole enchilada in a coach, you have found it in Gabe Cox. (laughs) So there there you go. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, it's just so fun being able to, that's what I love to do. I love helping others reach their goals and 
Um, I love it more than my goals. Like, honestly, I was telling my husband the other day, I'm like, no wonder I don't do anything for my own business because I just love helping other people with their stuff. So anyway, it's fine. It's just, that's my gifting. That's what I love. So if you do want to look into coaching, feel free to go hop on redhotmindset.com forward slash coaching. You'll find all the details there. Would love to have you if you want. If you have a goal, you want to reach the finish line, you're starting up a business, whatever. I will help you strategize and um, stay focused. Now, as we wrap up, Alicia, this has been super fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Where can listeners best find you? Yeah, so thank you so much for having me here, Gabe. This has been great. I love chatting with you, so yay. Um, But how to find me. So the best place would be just to come on over to my website, aliciacohendesigns.com. You can find all of my thoughts and resources and my get on my newsletter, my freebie, all sorts of stuff there. And really the best way to connect with me is to get onto my email list and email me, email me directly. I check my email. It's just me over here. I will write you back. I will write your, I will read your email and and write you back. So that's a really great way to connect with me. And then also on my website, you can find all of my, all of my social media and all of my everything on there and get connected with me that way. I love it. I love it. And as we wrap up, if you are looking for community, um, come hang out with us in Simplicity and Motherhood. It's a Facebook group. I know it's not the same as one-on-one or whatnot, but we have fun in there. Come talk to us in there. Come tell us where you're finding community and um, what kind of a tribe you're looking for. And we can even help you steer you in the right direction. So um, you can find that link. You can either just search uh, Simplicity and Motherhood on Facebook. You'll find it. Otherwise, The link is always in the show notes, but this has been so much fun, Alicia. Thank you for hanging out with me and all of y'all. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform. If you haven't already, if you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.